drink it in now. Touchdown Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in now. Kool-Aid drinkers. What's going on, everybody? It is Wednesday here on the podcast. I'm your host, Derek Oakry. Yes, I'm back to the big time microphone here. The last couple shows, we've been uh, trying out some different things, getting ready for the draft, where we'll be doing all types of podcast recording and different things for the people. But uh, I'm back here on the big microphone. Hope it sounds good for you. Still tweaking things, still trying out new things. But I'm excited for today's podcast. I think you will be as well, because today we are talking about combo meals. And no, I'm not talking fast food. We're not going to give you a top five in regards to that. I'm not going to break down the value menu. No, we're talking Detroit Lions combo meals. And that means first three rounds, all five of those draft picks. Yes, that's right. The Lions have five selections in the first three rounds. They're all in the top hundred. So I ran through some mock drafts. I'll give you players I paired up and why and yes for your listening pleasure I may have some funny fast food takes and rants throughout the show as well on the back part of the show I want to talk about um, a mock draft I finally did with a trade or two we'll talk about what that might look like um, scenarios to consider Just so much to talk about here on the podcast. So everybody, before we get rolling, you know I got to fill up that glass with Honolulu Blue Flavored Kool-Aid here on the podcast. Drink it in now. Tastes delicious, especially with a side of... Cornbread! Cornbread! Make it a double. All right, everybody, um, let's get into this. I I first want to just say thank you so much for listening. We've been doing best numbers ever, as well as just uh, everybody reaching out is fun. I know it's draft season and everybody's hyped about the Lions, and that's tremendous. So thank you so much for listening to the show. Let's let's dive right into these news and notes real quick. You know, everybody's been hitting me up. You know, oh, oh, you know, the NFL drafts in Detroit in a couple years. You got to be hyped, right? I am hype. I must admit, I, I'm happy for the city of Detroit. I think we'll do a tremendous job. I think the draft is a big time event these days where football fans, non-football fans, everybody's just congregating, trying to be part of the party. I think Detroit will throw a tremendous party. Will I be there? No. <laughs> like, uh, I may have to check out some of the pre-draft things or or get down there towards the end, but I'm pretty much going to be locked up in the DTO scouting office or wherever I may be in a couple years because the NFL draft for me is definitely a lot of work. It's um, one where you can't just be hobnobbing at the local establishment or hanging around with the buddies anymore. I definitely got to be where I can have the draft boards up and the computer and the Twitter machine and everything we got going. So I won't be there, but I know a lot of you will, and I hope you have a tremendous time. Um, The draft is my favorite event of the year in regards to sports across the board. So, again, really happy and uh, think it'll be great. So there's my quick take on that. Second thing that people want to hear about, Oakry. Jared Davis is back. What do you think? (laughs) Uh, For you longtime listeners, you know that I consistently (laughs) stood up for Jared Davis here on the podcast. I wanted to tell you why he was a ridiculous athlete and how much he loved football and why he was such a hard worker and, you know... He would make plays and he had injuries and then it got to the point where it's like he really just isn't finding the right holes, making tackles, not living up to that first round value. But all that being said, I mean, comes back. Basically a minimum type deal. He's more mature. He loves it here. He's a big physical beast still. And I'm really hoping... 
Dan freaking Campbell and company can put this guy in position to do what he does best, which is fly around, tackle like he did in college, as well as maybe even get after the quarterback a little bit in blitz scenarios. So I don't have these huge expectations for JD, but I'm definitely not a hater thinking that it's the worst thing ever he came back. I'm also not thinking, wow, the Lions hid in the weeds and they got themselves a gem in the in the fourth, fifth week of free agency. No, I, I don't think that either. But the money was fine. The guy's passionate. He's young still. He's big. He can run. So I think that there's some upside there. And who knows? I would love to see him come out healthy and carve out a role in the linebacker position and do well. But uh, we'll, we'll wait and see. So not upset, not fired up. But overall, I, I again, I'm always going to be optimistic here on this show and uh, drink that Kool-Aid and hope that works out for sure. Drink it in, man. Okay, here's one for you, everybody out there, before we get out to all these combo meal mock drafts and whatnot. Kayvon Thibodeau. Mr. Tibbs, as they're calling him on 97-1, the ticket. Yeah, I think I think this guy came up with that nickname. Okay, Kool-Aid drinker and, you know, cornbread muffin and all that. <laughs> Appreciate it, Gator. Um like, everyone's back on the Thibodeau train. I mean, everybody, like, in the beginning was, you know, all for him, and then everybody was, no one was for him, and now everything I see online, on Twitter, you guys can find me at Derek Oakery, that's spelled D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. I mean, gosh, they're just like, oh, Thibodeau's obviously the pick. I mean, I'll take him over Hutchinson now. Like, I mean, I can't believe it's even a debate, like. The reason it's a debate is still because you're looking for grit guys. You're looking for guys that fit the culture. You're looking for guys that are going to be cornerstones of your team. You know, we all saw how Sue and company worked out. He's decent player in the beginning and then aloof at the end and was all about the money and whatnot. So I like Tibbs as a player. Obviously, he's a good athlete. You know, he seems to be coming around in regards to mock drafts and things, but... I mean, I'm not going to be upset by any means if they take him, but I'm not elevating him to this perfect prospect level like I see a lot of most people out there are now. And if you want to hear about Mr. Tibbs, you need to go find uh, Chris Sims' podcast. What's it called? Like the Unbutton Pod or something like that. Like Chris Sims has some hot takes. <laughs> he's either crazy or he's going to be so right on some of the stuff he says because he's definitely not one of my go-to, you know, got to hear personalities. But when I do hear him, I'm entertained, <laughs> which you guys know is part of uh, my gimmick, which I like to both entertain as well as not always worried about being right or being boring, you know, on the mic. I want to laugh and I want to hear something that I haven't heard before. And Chris Sims says a lot of stuff that you've never heard before, especially about Mr. Thibodeau. I mean, I'm not going to spoil it. You're going to have to go find that or see what he said and see what you think about it. But let me just... uh, let me just say, you'll probably be saying this after you hear it or listen. Oh, baby. <laughs> oh, baby is right. <laughs> um, so I'll leave that there. And, and let me talk about Dan freaking Campbell. You know, Dan Campbell did an interview recently. Dan Campbell is, you know, he's very upfront with everything. Dan Campbell seems to love his players. His players seem to love him. Like, these are all great things, right? He's Dan freaking Campbell. And he's going to be the star of Hard Knocks. You want to know how I know that? Because he was the star of Inside the Den that just dropped recently by the Lions. Incredible media group. Dan Campbell is awesome. He's hanging out with the Chark family and their little baby. He's hyping up Tracy Walker saying, you're one of our guys. Wait till we get this turned around. You're going to be one of the guys that's been here from the jump. I mean, he's he's in the mix. He's talking to his coaches straight up. He's a football guy. I just love this guy so much now that he's the head coach. And all I want to see is have him win. Have him continue to be his fun-loving, straight-up, genuine self, which I think is one of the greatest traits any human being can have, is be genuine regardless of what other people think about it. And he's definitely that. So Dan Campbell's the man. 
every time he speaks, every time he's, uh, you know, heading up this football team, I get excited because I just want those W's to pile up for this guy so that uh, he can be rewarded because he loves the city, he loves this team, and I think him and Brad Holmes both have that mentality of alpha, do what they got to do, don't pull any punches. I think that's going to go a long way with players, free agents, the team in general, and they just got to make the right selections, put out the right schemes, and go get those W's now. So, everybody, that's what I got off the top. Let's get in to these mock drafts, not just mock drafts, Combo meals. Let's talk combo meals in the first three rounds. All right, so you guys know how we do it. We don't mess around here on the Kool-Aid cast. Diving right into it. And and let's just get to my first combo meal right here. This is this is what I like to call, you know, you pull up to the drive-thru window. You order a number one. You know what a number one is. It's, it's that thing that's the first on the menu. It's the most basic, the most famous, the most ordered item. You know, you know what is it? Uh, at McDonald's, is probably a Big Mac, even though those are disgusting. You know, and, and I didn't even plan to do this, but here's a little Arby's rant. Because if you go to Arby's, the number one is probably, what, a classic roast beef? Like, how how is Arby's getting away? See, hold up a second. Like... So I heard a little ding before, and a lot of you guys out there listening are like, is that a new bell? Is that the, the new, um, you know, Oakery bell? What, what What's going on? No, that that's the fact that, like, you ever have anything beeping on your computer or somewhere and you can't figure out what it is? Well, that's what that was. So I was like, "What? Where's that? What is?" And, and I just found it. So hopefully, we won't have any more of those uh, beeps in the background. I apologize. But let, let's get back to my Arby's rant. So it's like, you, you know, the, these people—they're still selling a plain roast beef sandwich. And the worst part about it, it's not like a dollar, dollar fifty. The classic Arby's roast beef—the number one, the thing that's made them probably billions and billions of dollars—is. Two pieces of bread and like three to four, five slices of roast beef. Now, don't get me wrong. It is delicious, but it's the most boring sandwich. It's the most basic that they could do. They they don't bother putting anything on it. I mean, again, back when I was knee high, I would go to, you know, fast food with my mom, whatever. And I'd be like, yeah, I want my burger plain because I didn't want a bunch of lettuce, tomatoes, all that other junk on there that they would put it. So to get like a plain burger with cheese, you know, delicious. But you think that's basic. I mean, a couple pieces of roast beef, two pieces of bread, and it's like four, five, five fifty, whatever it is now. Absolutely crazy. So I don't know how Arby's getting away with that. There, there's my Arby's rant. But you guys know the number ones. It's it's the basic. It's the thing that most people go for. And that's what I did here with this first combo meal. So with the second pick, I took Kayvon Thibodeau, Mr. Tibbs, uh, Chris Sims. Well, you got to go listen to that again. Your reaction to Chris Sims talking about Kayvon Thibodeau might sound a little something like this. Oh, baby! <laughs> but uh, I took him. I took Nicobe Dean at 32. That's a real popular pick you see nowadays. But Nicobe Dean's a guy that a lot of the fans like. We obviously saw him ball out in college. But I've heard a lot of experts talk about his short arms, his lack of speed. He's only 217 pounds. So for everybody that's just chalking him up and think he's going to be a absolute slam dunk, you definitely have to think of will he translate to the next level. I'm going to believe in N'Kobe Dean based on the tape and based on the kid. He's ultra smart and has everything else you look for. And people are like, well, he was only good because he had that great Georgia defense. Anywhere you go in the NFL, you're probably going to have a pretty dang good front line and good defense. So I think he's going to be able to run and tackle. So I like N'Kobe Dean, but there are some things to consider. With 34, again, kind of going with the traditional meal here, I went with Jaquan Brisker, safety at Penn State. You see that a lot for the Lions. And then at 66, I went with Calvin Austin the third. This is a guy that 
I've heard said in the first round. I've heard, you know, early, mid second. I was able to get him here at 66 there in the third. And I feel like he's a burner. He's a gadget player. He's something the Lions don't have. And I think he'd be fun to watch. And then at 97, I wanted to fill the need of a tight end to a guy that can play if TJ goes down and gets injured and Cade Otten from Washington was there he's a kind of do-it-all type tight end good size good football player was best player available there at that selection so that's my first combo meal Thibodeau Dean Brisker Austin Otten so it's kind of basic you know it's kind of like hey I've heard that one before so that's okay we've got multiple other combo meals that we're going to order here and let's move to the second combo meal And I call this the Georgia special. So, you know, when I went down to the ATL and again, maybe relocating there before it's all said and done, you know, it's it's the home of the Chick-fil-A. I mean, the greatest chicken sandwich. Again, I encourage you guys a few pods ago to go to your local Walmart and find the Chick-fil-A sauce. Put it on anything you want. It is delicious. They also are the nicest people ever at the Chick-fil-A, as you've seen in the commercials and just in general. It's tremendous, as well as the service, which I've said it multiple times, so I'm going to use the same word again. Tremendous. Um, They get you in. They get you out. They have a system. It works. It's great. Kind of like this combo meal mock draft I have, which is a Georgia special. Guys in a system and works well. But before I get to that, I might as well do a little chicken sandwich rant. And that's that the Chick-fil-A is far superior to the Popeye's chicken sandwich. I mean, the Popeye's is like a big old hunk of over-grilled, extra crispy chicken. And it has some kind of mayonnaise sauce that is nowhere near to the Chick-fil-A. A big old pickle. Why would anybody want a pickle on their sandwich or on their plate whatsoever? I have no idea. But two very underrated chicken sandwiches, if we're, if we're doing this right now, is the KFC chicken sandwich. Why? Because KFC specializes in chicken. So it was one of the last chicken sandwiches I made, but it was absolutely delicious as well. As back in the day, I know Wendy's has like a new chicken sandwich. I haven't tried it. It's again, I've been trying all these chickens, which again, I rarely, if ever, get to the fast food joints these days. Back in the day, back in college, way back in my younger years, um, probably had it more times than I should. So I'm not visiting any, uh, you know, fast foods currently, but these takes are from the history banks. I haven't had the new Wendy's chicken, but I know back in the day when I would go, people are getting all types of burgers and this and that. Who, who wants a triple quarter, quarter pounder, double decker, whatever at Wendy's? Who, whoever makes a big old bur- burger patty at their house is like, you know what I need is two more on top of that before I can eat it. That's disgusting. But the Wendy's chicken back in the day, I get it plain. Sometimes you get it with cheese or maybe a piece of bacon, maybe a little bit of mustard on there, whatever it is. Absolutely delicious chicken breast um, for a sandwich. So I was always fine with that. So again, this is combo meal number two, Georgia special chicken sandwich, Chick-fil-A. Absolutely tremendous, delicious. You got to love it. So I think you're going to like this um, mock draft combo meal, which is Trayvon Walker at number two. Lots of buzz about him going number one. He's an uber athlete. Detroit fans have really come around on this guy that they like him as well. Can't say I told you so, but I kind of told you so after the combine when I got my eyes on this guy and said he looks like a dominant pro. Um, Lewis Seen at 32, the Georgia safety. I'm not a huge fan, but I'm not a hater. I like him, but I also like Dax Hill and Brisker and even Petrie. A little bit better. I know he's a little bit higher ranked seen is than a couple or a few of those guys, but I took scene here to keep my Georgia combo meal going. And then at 34, yes, Nicobe Dean was still on the board, but part of these combo meals is not taking the same guy every time and every mock. So I went with linebacker from Georgia, Quay Walker. He's bigger, he's longer, he's heavier, and uh, he's a hell of a football player. So those are my three Georgia boys off the top. I know people have talked about, you know, Walker Dean and Scene, you know, uh, getting pickings in there in the second round. You know, there's lots of things you could do, but I think it'd be fun to pair up two or three Georgia players. No question about it. At 66, 
I went ahead and got my boy. I don't think he'll still be on the board. But as I say in mock drafts, if they're there, I take them. I don't explain it out. I don't tell you, uh, oh, I didn't take him because in real life he won't be there. In this mock, he was there. I selected him. I was very happy to do so. Jalen Petrie, safety, Baylor. Love this guy. Love his game. Love his mentality. Think he'd be a great fit in Detroit. The type of guy you get that is here for a long time and becomes a fan favorite and a hell of a ball player. And then at 97, you want to talk about fan favorites. You want to talk about a guy you flip on the tape and you fall in love. That's Wandale Robinson, wide receiver, Kentucky. I took Calvin. Um, I took Calvin. Uh, you know, there in my first mock. From uh, from Memphis, now I'm taking Juan Dale because Juan Dale does similar things. He can fly around the field. He's got juice. He'll cut you up. He'll run you over. He's not big, but he's dynamic, and that's what I'm looking for for what the Lions already have in the mix. So there's my Georgia special. There's my Chick Fil A sandwich. Tell me how you like it. All right, let's get to let's get to my third combo meal. I'll keep these moving. To, to me, this is the combo meal. You know, it's kind of an A and W. It's a foot long hot dog with a with a good old root beer float. You know, to go with it. And, and the reason it's a foot long hot dog is because you gotta have a you gotta have a foot long to make this selection. And that's Malik Willis at number two for the Lions. I mean, I've backed off on this just because I think uh, Brad Holmes loves Jared Goff. Uh, at Chops in the D, my buddy Chops loves, and I mean loves, Jared Goff on so many levels. Um, you've got Dan freaking Campbell, who's like, oh, I'm all right with them. I mean, we until we get somebody better, you know, he's he's rolling with them. I don't think he has the man love that either Chops or Brad Holmes, big bad Brad Holmes, sorry, um, B3 has for number 16. But, uh, but, um... I mean, you gotta have you gotta have guts. You gotta have a little something, something to make that selection of the quarterback at two straight up. It's a bold move. It's gutsy, but I do like it based on value. At thirty-two, I can't believe he's on the board, but if he is, this is gonna be the ice cream that you drop in the root beer float that is just uh, absolutely delicious. And that's Devin Lloyd, linebacker, Utah. He's probably going in the middle. Of the first round, but if he's there at 32, I'm taking him over Nicobe Dean, over Quay Walker, over the safeties, you know, whatever I got to do. At 34, you want to talk about an A&W, kind of an old classic uh, thing that just makes sense. That's taking David Ajabo at 34, saying, we got time, we'll get you right, we'll let you do what you do, which is... Freaky edge rusher, get after the quarterback type player. Love that pick for value and for upside. At 66, I said, what the hell, screw it. He was the best guy on the board, and I'm just going to beef up my interior defensive line again. DeMarvin Leal is still there at 66 in this mock. Yes, I know he's going earlier. Yes, I know some people don't like this player. I felt like it was worth the roll of the dice at this late portion here in the early third round. And then at 97, because we're talking the old drive-in classic, the old old and trusty A&W um, fast food joint with their combo meals, give me my boy, my guy, Nick Cross, Safety Maryland. This guy is all character. He's all heart. He just makes plays. He's consistent. He's a do-it-all-for-the-team type of guy. He's not going to let you down if you take him, especially if you can get him late in the third round because you didn't address safety earlier. That's my combo meal three, the uh, A&W Classic. Now, I'm looking at the clock. Let me save. I got two combo meals, and I'll do my trades and my scenarios after the break. So I want to get my great sponsors in here. I'm going to try to keep this pod about 45 minutes or less for you. So everybody, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, everybody. This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers are back from the break. I know you need to fill up with that uh, Detroit Kool-Aid. Here you go. Drink it in, Thank you so much for listening to the show. Please uh, go give us a review on iTunes. Uh, hit me up on Twitter. Give me a follow. Uh, let's talk some Lions football. It's always helpful and i just appreciate you guys know who you are all the people that support this show make small monthly donations which helps with equipment helps get the show out helps me dedicate more time um, to this and hopefully i'll be doing this and more of this and more football from now for years to come here as i continue to grow kind of uh football career as well as sort of just having fun entertaining you guys like again i try not to take my two self too seriously i try to talk lions ball like you would with your buddy out either at the game or at a local uh, bar or at a restaurant or just hanging out laughing with friends that's what i like to do here i mean you got enough other shows that give you uh, boring interviews or want to sit and break down everything like they're a professor i mean I do like taking talking ball, no question, but I definitely like entertaining you guys, having fun, laughing, and giving some gimmicks and things to take with you. So with all that being said, let's dive into combo meal number four. And, and I related this combo meal kind of to like when you go to, I, I don't know if these are only in Michigan, but every time I see them, it's like that unique burger joint that you only want to go to like once a year. And that's like the Culver's, you know, where you you go, the burgers are extra large. They're kind of the specialty. I mean, you get the the Swiss mushroom melt burger. You get the large, oddly different large cut steak fries or whatever else. They got the specialty shakes. You know what I mean? This is kind of like just unique, like things that are you don't find everywhere. Kind of like this mock draft combo meal where I got myself some athletes and yes that's a f f f l e e e t t t e e e s s s athletes and those are guys when you put the f in there that just means that these guys are freaks these guys are different than everybody else and you're projecting that these athletes athletes ballers specimens are going to turn that into production when they get to the National Football League. So let's dive into this combo meal. At number two, 
I'm taking Kyle Hamilton, the safety. This guy's 6'4", 220 pounds. I don't care what his 40 was recently. I've seen many a plays on tape where he runs from one hash to the far sideline and makes plays. I see him come down in the run game and smash you. I see him find the football. He's a great kid when it comes to character. And like I said, sometimes when they're big, they're heavy they can run and they can make plays on the ball those guys are hard to find especially at the safety position so give me Kyle Hamilton at two at 32 give me Boye Ma Fay. I mean it's a great name you put this guy's film on he looks like an absolute maniac he's just running through guys he's running around guys he's tripping over himself I know some people can say he's too out of control he's you know, not going to translate to the next level. He's getting a lot of draft buzz, and if the Lions don't go with that edge up top, but Boye is sitting there, you want to talk about a Detroit? Yeah, you want to talk about a Danny? If this guy comes in here and starts wrecking shop, I mean, people are going to love him, and he's going to love the city. He's not one of these prima donnas, one of these guys that's too big for the city. He's going to be like my favors everybody, man. I think I'm warming up to this guy a lot at the bottom of round one, top of round two. Let's go to pick 34. We're, we're taking athletes. We're taking guys that fly around. We're taking Christian Harris, linebacker, Alabama. Now, a lot of buzz, too, recently about the Lions. I love their linebackers. I don't see them taking one early in every one of these mocks. What do I have? N'Kobe Dean, Devin Lloyd, Christian Harris now. Because I think that they still do need another top-end player. I don't think linebackers the end-all build. To be honest, linebackers may be coming like running backs where they get hurt a lot because they're running and smashing into people all the time. And they probably don't have a long career, so you have to be a little bit careful. But second round, if a guy like that's there that I'm doing the all-athlete team here, Christian Harris fits in very nicely with that crew, fills a need, fun to watch, and just watch him go get the ball carrier, and uh, that's what we need to pair up with like Derek Barnes and uh, some of the other players we have at the linebacker position. So, um, you know, lots of freaky athletes there in my top three. 66 in this one, but this is a name that I have not, it has not been on my radar whatsoever. But recently, I not only saw the name, it's one of the few things that I've seen come out where it was like the Lions were connected with this guy. And that's Drake Jackson, Edge USC. Now, I did a little more reading on him. There's a lot of positive stuff about him. He's an edge. Here I'm getting Mafe and Drake Jackson because I didn't take one with number two. Um, I wouldn't mind a double dip, you know, if they decide to go that route. I, I still don't have Drake Jackson very highly rated or targeted for me personally, but it sounds like the Alliance have some interest, which the more we get closer to the draft and the more things that come out, like it usually ends up being kind of true, even though Brad Holmes is taking the John Dorsey route, I think, and not telling many people, if any, what he's doing, especially at that at that top selection. So I took Jackson here, and then at 97, this is another guy. You want to talk about a guy that you wouldn't think is an athlete, but he is? That's this kid, Alec Pierce, wide receiver, Cincinnati. What's he, about 6'3 and change? He looks and kind of plays like a Jordy Nelson, only he's faster. He's bigger, and he gets open, and he gets open a lot, and he gets open deep. So Alec Pierce is a guy that could fall way down the board or be an underrated, but the NFL might love this guy. I've heard buzz that he could easily go early in the second round. Alec Pierce from Cincinnati. Watch that name. But if he's there at 97 and the Lions haven't taken a receiver... This might be Jared Goff's new go-to guy, him and Amon Ra, just getting open and making plays. So I like what he can do a lot for sure. So that's combo meal four. Let's do one more combo meal, and let's get some trades going. So combo meal number five. To me, this combo meal is one you're just like, I need a little extra sauce. (laughs) And you know what I need more sauce for? That's because I'm taking at pick two. Sauce, Gardner, cornerback, Cincinnati. Now, you want to know a combo meal where you need sauce? 
I mean, has anybody back in the day, usually in your early college years, roll up to the old drive through window and get the 20-piece McNugget? Come on. Come on. You've done it. We've all done it. We've all regretted it afterwards. 20-piece combo, and you want to get the good sauce to go with it. Yes, I know McDonald's and some of the other, they're going to chintz you and try to give you two sauce packets for the 20-piece. Maybe you can finagle a third or a fourth packet. I don't know who does this math about two packets being good enough for a 20-piece nugget. But I'm trying to get as much sauce as I can if I'm going with the 20-piece. And there's only one sauce to go with on a 20-piece nugget. You guys know what it is. Actually, you probably don't know what it is because I don't think this sauce gets any love. And it deserves a lot of love. And that's sweet and sour sauce. <laughs> like, I mean, you can get barbecue sauce anywhere. <laughs> you can get your tangy hot honey mustard anywhere what other place is giving you a delicious sweet and sour sauce other than the golden arches to go with the 20 piece nugget that is horrible for your body but tastes delicious every once in a blue moon so in this mock i'm taking sauce at two and i think he's sweet and sour barbecue honey he's got everything going from her he's from detroit and then at 32, I'm just going to keep the sauce coming. I'm, this is going to be spicy. This is going to be something that just tastes delicious on your meal. And that's Christian Watson, the big 6'4". He's lanky. He can beat you deep. He can route run. He's a good kid. He showed out at the Senior Bowl. Christian Watson, wide receiver. Love that kid. 34. Give me Kenyon Green here. And you're like... Offensive line? What? I told you this was going to get spicy. I told you it was going to be a little extra sauce on this. If 34, Kenyon Green's like a top 20 type prospect. If he's there, I'm taking him. I'm probably just cutting Hal Vitae and then uh, rolling with a, a dominant. You want to talk about sometimes being real good somewhere and then adding another ball player um, to just make you absolutely top of the line? That would be this play for the Lions, taking a kid like this and just saying, forget it. We're just going to try and be the best O-line in the game. I don't really advise it, but again, best player available, spicy, saucy, uh, mock combo meal. I could do it. So, And then I'm going to get extra saucy as well at 66. Trey McBride, tight end, Colorado State. Trey McBride is fun to watch. He recently was on Good Morning Football. He's a good kid. He's respectful. He's a maniac on the football field. He seems like a smaller Gronk to me where he just makes crazy plays, but he's big and physical. He looks the part of a rugged tight end, but you watch his plays. He's making one-handed catches. He's 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 running away from people. That would be special. As at, at Chops in the D has said on this pod, him, TJ, Hawkinson, um, Brock Wright, and company. Now you got yourself a little bit of a more dynamic tight end room, which Dan Campbell loves. And then at 97, I was able to get Troy Anderson, one of my favorite players in the draft, linebacker, Montana State. This guy is just, you read up on his history. I mean, he's played like eight positions. He's got a great head on his shoulders. He's a tackling machine. Just seems like at that point you're 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 devaluing linebacker because you're waiting, but you're still getting a kid that I think is kind of plug-and-play, a Spielman-type guy, and a guy that could help this football team. So there you go, everybody. There's my combo meals, but don't go anywhere because since I went a little bit long in the first segment, we're diving right into my mock draft I did today, which was the first mock draft I've done all year long with trades. <laughs> I actually evaluated a few trades, made a couple deals with that first uh, selection or two, and then made some made some picks. So let's go ahead and go through this. The trades I made in this mock the first deal was with the Houston Texans, who wanted to go from from three to two to pick their offensive tackle. So to do so, they gave me um, pick three, pick thirteen, and hold on a second. Nope, that I'm looking at. I was looking at the wrong one. I did a couple deals. So this one I did trade with the Texans, but I got I went down one slot. And I picked up pick 37. So a very high second rounder to uh, just move down that one slot. Very happy to do that. 
the Houston Texans did come up and select Evan Neal. And then at three, I was able to deal down to four and pick up a third round selection, pick 69. So I picked up a two and a three here, which again, the balancing act is you can't be going into a draft making two, three trades and having 15 selections, right? Even 12 is a little too much. So if the Lions could deal down and pick up those quality those beautiful draft assets, which are second and third rounds. If you haven't looked at it out there, people, um, go ahead and pull up the what those cost. Probably like a million bucks for four years uh, per per year. You know what I mean? The, you can find absolute studs in the second and third round of the NFL draft easily. It doesn't take a draft expert to find them. I know people want to tell you this the hardest thing ever to do is the NFL draft, but every year there's just... Tons of great selections in the second and third round they can play for your football team, especially a team for the Lions. So I picked up those two assets, um, which I was happy about. And so so here's how the mock went after the trades. Now, one thing I I try to tell the draft network this, you know, like for some reason when you make your trade um, and then hit accept, for whatever reason, that next pick when you're up, it just auto picks for you. So I didn't have a selection here at four, but the computer took for me Malik Willis, quarterback, Liberty. So I just rolled with it. I was like, hey, you know, I don't think the Lions will do this, but I traded it down twice and I still got the uh, high end quarterback that you should um, take with that type of um, asset. So I got Malik Willis, and then at 32, I was like, hey, I got these extra picks in my back pocket. Let's do what a lot of teams do, which is pair their QB up with a top flight wide out for the future. So Christian Watson was the top guy on the board that was athletic and that I thought had enough swag to be with a guy like Malik. So I paired, paired those guys up together. At 34, the other Lions selection, I took Jaquan Brisker, safety Penn State. We talked about him earlier. And then here's the bonuses. You know, 37 is just a freebie. So I did something that I really am curious and almost hopeful Lions do, which is double dip at the safety position. I think I was on a pod a week or two ago where I kind of brushed this off of like, I just take one. I don't know. The more I've read up, you know, is that. Glenn loves his three safeties, and hey, if these safeties, one's a banger and one's a, a guy that can run all over the field and make plays on the ball to go with Tracy, that's something they're going to value. So I'm not against taking like Dax Hill and Brisker or Dax Hill and Scene or um, you know what I did here, which was Brisker and Jalen Petrie with 37. Um, at 66, I came back and I took Kingsley Inigbare, Edge, from South Carolina. I hadn't taken an edge with any of those first four picks. He was highly rated on the board. I liked some of his traits and ability. I felt like I would go with him to try to get some more of those bodies on the edge to get after the quarterback. At pick 69, which um, I acquired in one, in one of my trades, I took another guy that I haven't taken really in many mocks at all, and that's Leo Chennault, the linebacker from Wisconsin. This guy's big, probably 6'2", plus, 6'3", 4", maybe, I can't remember, 250-plus pounds. But, man, can he run and make plays. So I think a Wisconsin linebacker would fit great with the Lions system if, if the value's there and if they get a pick and they hadn't addressed it previously, which I passed on all the early linebackers. At 97, as I did in one of my combo meals, I took Cade Otten, the tight end from Washington, and yeah, that's my that's my mock with trades right now. So a few of those names, like if I could go back, I mean I'd probably look and see who else was there except Enik Barre, um, Leo Chanel. I can take or leave, and then also um, I do think they need a tight end in those first hundred picks because they don't seem to be doing anything else at tight end or safety. So what I did in this mock was get them a, a tight end one or two that can. You know, play behind Hawkinson, but could actually probably be there if they want to move on from him, or just a nice combo tight end package. And I also loaded up on safeties because the Lions are absolutely sleeping at the wheel at safety. They say they want to play all these safeties, and they got nobody but Tracy back there. So they need a double dip, I think, at the safety position. So that's what you might do. You might be able to pick up a nice second, third. I know some of these trades are ridiculous what you're getting in return or i see people saying wait well, how do you like my mock i look at they got 14 picks up there i mean yeah i like your mock if you're trying to get rid of the whole team and start over in one year but 
um, you're, you're, you can't take 14 football players because you're just not going to have room for them. Um, unless they do a total broom out uh, after the draft. So let's finish up with, uh, you know, just trades to consider. You know, my thing is there's been a lot of buzz about the Saints maybe coming up and wanting that QB. I I would love that if the Saints would come up and give those two picks that they recently got for um, from Philly. You want to give those to us plus some extra change to come up to two and get your quarterback. We'll slide back into the, you know, mid first round and get two picks there. No, no problem with that. Obviously, the two New York teams have two first rounders. I mean, we will take those easily. I will take, you know, your first and a second and maybe more if I'm only moving down a handful of spots. Brad Holmes seems like a guy that would be willing to trade. He also seems like he may love. Mr. Tibbs, which uh, we will see if that's the case when it's all said and done. But I don't think he's afraid to trade. And I would hope that this, if you get an offer, because there's nobody here that we have, I mean, I don't have to have Tibbs. I don't have to have Trayvon Walker. I don't have to have Kyle Hamilton. You know what I mean? The only guys, if Hutch is there, that's why I'm not dealing the pick till draft day. If Hutch is there, I'm taking him. And, and again, I'm, I've been all over taking Hutch based on character, team fit, you know, position need, all that. He's not, he's not a slam dunk, end-all, be-all prospect, but he feels like a great fit right now for this team, this city, and possibly what he can bring from a hustle, character, emotion perspective. So I would pick Hutch. Everybody else I can do without, you know, if the price is right. And when you're talking about scenarios to consider, I'll just leave you guys with this. Like, I just talked about the double dip at safety. If somehow Dax Hill is there at the end of the first round, that's the pick. He can play corner. He can play nickel. He can play safety. He's smart. He's physical. He's athletic. He's all the things you want. So, like, that would be the guy I'd get based on that versatility and need, which then opens you up to pick at 34 if you make a trade to then double dip with Petrie or Brisker or Seen or whoever. So I, I like that scenario a lot, and I think that they should consider that. Nicobe Dean, um, I'm drafting him based on his play on the field, not about all the other things you're hearing and people overthinking it. He can play ball. As long as he loves the game and is wants to play for a while, like I think he's an engineer of some sort. Like if he's not one of those guys that just wants to play a couple years and then ride off in the sunset, I'm taking Nicobe Dean in most cases if he's there. Christian Watson. Just because I want to be able to say that a lot when he scores a touchdown, but he's kind of my receiver to watch him and, and Jameson Williams. Everyone's saying Jameson Williams is probably going to go top 10-ish, so I don't see him being around for the Lions, and I don't want them to trade up. But, you know, Watson from uh, North Dakota State is, is really fun to watch and I think would be a, a nice player to uh, to combo out. Um, but he's almost kind of like Chark and Reynolds. But I just think he's so dang good that I would just give him another look as well. You also want to look at that safety receiver combo, combo meal because we definitely need safeties. And even though we've loaded up on receiver to some degree, you could definitely still use one or two in this draft to really put you over the top and really see what Jared Goff has. There's no doubt about it. I talked about Petrie earlier. He's a guy you guys need to get familiar with if you haven't seen him. He's a target in that second round, I'm telling you. I think the Lions love this kid. And then, you know, are the Lions going to get two offensive weapons in the early rounds or even the mid to late rounds? Are they going to try to, like, accentuate the offense and then slowly grow their defense because they're closer on offense. Can you imagine another top-flight receiver and then either, um, you know, the tight ends I mentioned? We're talking about guys like Likely from Coastal Carolina. We're talking about, um, you know, my guy from Colorado State. We're talking about, um, you know, Otten, who I've talked about, you know, McBride, these type of guys are guys where you get a receiver and a tight end. You already got two running backs. You already got a great offensive line. You've already invested in receiver. Now you're talking about trying to outscore people to some degree, and I'm not against that either. So I really think that it's going to be fun to watch, see what they do. Everybody, we've we've 
pulled our way through the drive through window. We've spoken in that ridiculous speaker, which I don't know how the person... You, people make fun of like the drive through window attendant, but like, can you imagine trying to hear what people are yelling at you? Um, you know, take these random food orders, no mayonnaise, a side of this, light must, all this garbage that people do, taking the money quick, getting the orders right, getting yelled at all day. It's a horrible, horrible job. I don't know how anybody does it or does it well, but there's people out there that knock it out. So we've we've yelled at that person. We've crumbled our order through that horrible speaker at the drive through window. We went up. We, we paid with our, our promo coupon, our app, whatever they do now that's probably even more frustrating. And we got our grub, we got our combo meals for the NFL draft, and we headed out. So everybody, there's only one thing that we need with a combo meal to make it just Detroit Kool-Aid worthy. Drink it in, man. Big old glass of Honolulu Blue Kool-Aid. And oh, by the way, with my combo meal number one, that, that traditional special, can I get a double side of cornbread? Cornbread! Cornbread! Everybody, I'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast. Take care, everybody. I'm out. Drink it in, man. Yeah, this is Brian, and uh, I just heard heard the uh, show there on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, and, man, this thing's got me fired up. I just heard this Derek Oakry guy talking, and, man, this guy knows his stuff. He gave me a great old uh, combo meal. Thinking about combos got me thinking about some Taco Bell, man. I get just love pulling up in the drive-thru and getting me some of that $5 box, give me a beefy cheese burrito, give me a steak chalupa, give me some of those. Uh, nachos with cheese. Man, I love me. And you can't got to top it all off with a Mountain Dew. You can't beat a combo with a Mountain Dew. You know, speaking of combos, I'm thinking, too, I'm thinking the Lions are going to have a nice little combo pick in their first two rounds. we got three great top premium picks here in the in the top two rounds. And, man, I'm thinking we're going to combo a little, a little Michigan combo, maybe a little Big Ten combo. I'm thinking some Hutchinson with our number two pick. I'm thinking some... Hill with our 32 pick. And then with, maybe with that 34 pick, we, we bring in some Brisker to give us some help in that secondary. I think that's a hell of a combo there. And, uh, you know, I love this show. I love combos. And while we're talking combos here, I don't want anybody talking about sticking a quarterback in my combo because Jared Goff is the man. He is the man to lead the Lions to the playoffs. I don't want to hear no Malik Willis talk. I don't want to hear no picket talk. All I want to hear people talking about is Jared Goff, the man to lead the Detroit Lions into the playoffs. Woo! Hashtag choppy likey.